0: To live a meaningful, authentic, connected, and conscious life, I choose to live deeply. I am Jocelyn Lee, a spiritual guide, facilitator, mystic, and humble healer of the human spirit. And I invite you to join me on a journey of self-inquiry, to discover self-knowledge, and to awaken our inner wisdom. As your host, this is what I share with you. If you think your life is about doing this, you do not understand what you were about. Your soul doesn't care what you do for a living. And when your life is over, neither will you. Your soul cares only about what you're being while you're doing whatever you're doing. This is an excerpt from Meditations from the book, Conversations with God, An Uncommon Dialogue, by Neil Donald Walsh. And this was actually for, these are broken up into days, is a book with all these little excerpts broken up into days, and this was March 24th. And for the page in the book, it's page 170. I found this book, I believe actually I found this book at a, um, what do you call them? A garage sale and I just thought it would just be great to have one day and I think almost 10 years later I decided to pick it up when I came back home from Vancouver to Copenhagen after clearing out our storage and I just had a feeling that it would come in handy and I started reading it um, every morning as much as I could keep up with that which is actually pretty good and Today is actually the 25th of March, but I happened to see this on the left side. And I thought this was very apt and very much reflective of the last um, few years uh, journey I've been noticing inside myself ever since I left Vancouver, actually. This aspect of your purpose is how you're being, is what you're being, is your being, rather than what you're doing. And I think this is quite a difficult concept to fully wrap our heads around. I think it is in particular quite difficult for me because I grew up in a culture of doing. um, That you are valued for what you can do. And of course that is a value, you know, coming from um, an Asian-Chinese background. uh, Where my parents, in particular my mom, grew up when there was a lot of famine There was a lot of poverty and if, and you had a lot of kids because, you know, if you didn't have help from anyone else, it would be very difficult to provide for the family. And it was about whether you're, whether you could get up and start contributing. So this aspect of contribution, this aspect of what you can do became these big values of what held um, your family together, what held your life together. And it gave you a purpose, right? Whether that was conscious or not. Sometimes kids were born for the purpose of labor for the family. And so we <clears throat> water this down over the generations as we become safer. You know, it gets maybe pushed into the back of our subconscious, into the primal aspects of who we are. But we still feel it. And it's still prevalent in our society. If you tend to see want someone relaxing or lying down or right now when I'm recording this in the midst of lockdown during the coronavirus is that one of the first things you might battle in your mind is, oh my gosh, I'm being so unproductive. What am I doing? Or you might be on the other side going, finally, oh, I can take a break because of how much you were doing all the time. Like, what could I be doing next? What could I go do? And this doing also can become quite um, obsessive as a way of distracting ourselves, distracting ourselves from being. And what I'm really pointing at is this avoidance of your real purpose. A purpose that is not um, rewarded or given accolade or even really necessarily acknowledged by others, but it can be acknowledged by you, it can be lived by you, it is you. And that is something much harder to come to terms with, nevertheless find. But you can look at them as your guiding principles, your values, your core values, the core essence of what you stand for and what you're alive and breathe for. So those are good questions to begin asking. As you know, this is about self-inquiry as well. What I, what I want to share with you is this process of asking yourself who you are. And some questions you begin, you can begin asking already. is like, what, what do I value? Is it, first of all, friends and family? Um, is it work, which is also fine? Is it um, music, creative time, nature? Whatever it may be, that's just the first layer, right? Because that is something, the thing in which you value. Then you might be thinking of like, what can I do, right? What can I do in the thing that I value the most? So maybe let, let's pick one. Um, let's pick nature, you know, in the environment, you might really value and care for the environment. You might think, what can I do Um, within the environment because I care for it. Uh, Maybe you want to be a social activist, right? You want to spread the word on um, change and environmental change. And you might feel very purposeful in that way. And that's also important. You want to feel full of purpose. But what is your purpose? And that might be, hmm, how can I be? What can I bring to my Activism. And that's one of the questions of like, what is the purpose of my beingness? And for myself, if I were to put myself in in the shoes of the social activist, it would be compassion. This value, this uh, beingness, this compassionateness is something that I really feel is my purpose. At least a way to describe it, you know the way to describe how it expresses itself. For just because you value the environment, just because you are going to be a social activist and it feels purposeful, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are being who you are. Because if you are meant to be compassionate, if that is the way that you truly are, and yet you are approaching your social activism with um, anger and fear and blame, judgment, then you are still not really living your purpose. The purpose for you to be alive and be who you are is compassion. So this is what this quote means. And something that I've been exploring for the last number of years, the moments when I find myself very, very glamored by what I do. And also how very quickly I become unglamorized by what I do, but very challenged at observing how am I being in those moments? Am I staying true? And when is it much easier to stay true? And when is it more difficult? I think most people will say when you're in your own comfort zones, right? You want to be around the people you like, that are very similar. It's easy to be on purpose. <laughs> it's easy to be compassionate. But when you're in spaces that are uncomfortable, that, that challenge you, that is the opportunity for your soul to grow, for your purpose to expand, evolve, increase, so for myself, an example will be—you know—it's very easy for me to just be when I'm in a festival setting. Oh my gosh, I love being in a festival setting because I'm like, yeah, this is where I belong. I'm just, and it's great there. I can recharge, right? I can be reminded, like, yes, this is this is, of an external manifestation of, um, my expression. My beingness. Now, where it can get more difficult is when I enter into, uh, business and commercial worlds because it feels so different, you know, it's easy for me to feel that compassion is missing or that compassion is less in those spaces. And while it may be true in some cases, it shouldn't matter if that's how it is outside of me. The practice is the cultivation of my compassion so great that I do not wait for the feedback to tell me whether compassion can exist here. It simply is because I'm being it. So I will read this quote again to you. If you think your life is about doing this, you do not understand what you are about. Your soul doesn't care what you do for a living. And when your life is over, neither will you. Your soul cares only about what you're being, while you're doing whatever you're doing. Now I'm fully aware that it's obviously not that easy, and of course in my own way of talking about it, you know, you can borderline preach, but it is this higher truth and value that I talk to myself about, I remind myself about that that is what I stand for. And it is the practice of being that through awareness, through self-inquiry, that we can begin to actually live it. The irony is that by doing, you can also be. And by being, you will do as you are. So whichever way you move through the spectrum and the balance of both, knowing yourself, knowing that energy that you bring to the world by simply being, is really all you need to pay attention to. All you really need to focus on and ask your inquiry on, checking in on it, reminding yourself. Because that will guide you where you need to be, where you need to be. And whatever you are doing there will be enough. So I hope today, as you listen to this, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that you first ask yourself, what do I value in this world, in this life? What is that thing I really care about? And then you may ask yourself, What can I do there? What would I like to do there? To be part of it. And then underneath that, how you would like to be. How you would like to be in doing that. How you would like to offer. What is that you stand for? What is that expression of yourself you'd like to bring? And it's okay if you don't know right away. But these were the layers of, of asking, of inquiry, of self-inquiry. And let yourself time to sit with each answer and really feel into it because it might move in a wave and take you on a high and take you on a low before you come to some honest clarity. You will know because it will neither wake you up with enthusiasm, nor bring you down with despair. It's a knowingness where what you said is true and it makes you feel grounded and you sit up a little taller and more aligned. I wish you a very good day with this little short meditation, self-inquiry practice and reminder to be who you are, and by being who you are, you are doing enough.